the glass and in. Not killing his beat to do. It's a third win against the top ten. And the Orange had him all the way. They didn't look into your heart. They didn't look into your heart. They didn't look into my heart. Three for the win battle. Bang! Boom! It's the Orange doing it again. The cardiac juice comes through on the road one more time. This is Orange Nation with Stephen Fonte and Seth Goldberg. Good afternoon, everyone. Glad to have you with us alongside Seth Goldberg. I'm Stephen Fonte. It's a Wednesday edition of Orange Nation. We're brought to you in part by Duntire, 315-437-7644. If you'd like to get involved, we do have a couple of guests lined up for you today, as Max just mentioned. It is the start of the Stanley Cup playoffs tonight. The Vegas Golden Knights taking on the LA Kings. We'll check in with our good friend, Dan Duva, the voice of the Golden Knights at 12.30. Of course, the uh, former voice of the Syracuse Crunch. We'll check in on, uh, Dan, that franchise, uh, the first expansion franchise in NHL history to uh, make it to the playoffs in its first year of existence. And then coming up at 1.30, we'll talk some basketball with Mike Waters. A lot going on in the world of college basketball. Uh, Seth, just a couple of quick nuggets before we get to what we really want to talk about here in the opening segment. Uh, Jalen Brunson makes it official. He's entering the NBA draft. He is hiring an agent. So Jalen Brunson not coming back uh, to school next year. And Matthew Moyer has apparently trimmed his list down to five. John Rothstein reporting that Moyer plans to set up visits to Texas, Kansas State, Florida, Vanderbilt, and then, of course, we know Xavier uh, this coming weekend. That was previously reported. So it sounds like those five schools. We've had several callers over the course of the last couple of weeks, Seth, ask us if we think there's a chance that Moyer returns to Syracuse, given the Darius Baisley news. I'd say no. I said no before. I'll say no again. And and this news, uh, you know, kind of confirms that uh, he's not coming back. He's looking to go elsewhere. And he's got uh, five schools on his list right now. And I think there's a really good chance he ends up at Xavier. Seems like it makes a, a whole lot of sense for him to go uh, to uh, to that school in his home state of Ohio. Obviously has uh, strong ties with the coaches there, even though Chris Mack left. Uh, has strong ties to the assistants that that are are, are still there. Uh, so we'll talk with Mike Waters, you know, about Tyus Battle and O'Shea Brissett and Matthew Moyer leaving and and you know this uh, this recruiting class that they've got coming in. We do want to start the show uh, with a with a bigger, broader college basketball topic, and that is the news uh, last night after we left the air that um, a couple more schools are implicated in this uh, FBI probe. Uh, Kansas and NC State, in particular, uh, seem to be in the crosshairs of the FBI. Uh, it was previously reported that Dennis Smith Jr. received some money. Now we find out yesterday that it sounds like his dad received a $40,000 payment when Dennis Smith was having some cold feet about whether or not he was going to NC State. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You mean that Mark Gottfried couldn't sell Dennis Smith Jr. on all the winning he did at (laughs) NC State? I am shocked. And again, Mark Gottfried, not specifically um, referenced by name uh, in the findings, but there is a a strong tie to an NC, well, a couple of NC State coaches. And again, that was under uh, Mark Gottfried's uh, watch at NC State. He's no longer there, of course. Uh, but that program could be in a little bit of trouble, and uh, and Kansas could be in a little bit of trouble. That. Coaching staff is still there with, yes. with Bill Self, and it sounds like a couple of recruits received some money, and of course the Jayhawks just went to the Final Four. Yeah, and they went like straight cash drop, uh, you know, on, on on one of the Kansas players, uh, it, it, which is unbelievable. Uh, this is like a, a section from the the FBI report. 
on or about October 31st, 2016, uh, CC3 withdrew the $50,000 payment from Company One in cash and thereafter personally delivered approximately $30,000 to Parent 3 at a hotel room in New York. Like, literally, just a, a cash drop, like duffel bag, and, and drop it. I mean, that's that's amazing. Um, I, I Look, I, I think that, not again... This is stuff that like we see it in movies and and and, and had kind of kind of sort of heard like whispers and, and rumors about, and now it's only coming out that like yeah, this is actually really happening, and and we heard all about you know all this dark underbelly is is like real, you know all that stuff that you hoped wasn't real is real. Um, Kansas seems to be in trouble, NC State seems to be in trouble. Rick Pitino still doesn't look good with what happened at Louisville and I, the the school. And we were talking about this briefly before the show. The school that comes up also that I, I don't know how hasn't gotten more in uh, more attention is Miami. Uh, they seem to be in trouble, right? They seem to have been right in the middle of this too. I mean, maybe they're they're out of it because they didn't get the player that they were trying to pay to come to Miami, but they seem to be right in the middle of this too. Yeah, I I don't quite understand that. Why you know we oh Rick Pitino he definitely cheats. And Mark Gottfried, oh, he definitely cheats. But Jim Laranega, well, he seems like a nice guy. I don't know. I kind of take his word for it. I I don't know either. It is interesting to point out three of these four schools uh, involved in the latest findings. And again, the the, the quote-unquote findings that were released yesterday just kind of reiterated what we had already known about Louisville and Miami. There really wasn't anything new regarding those two schools. Um, But another ACC school in the mix with, with NC State. Three of the four schools are from the ACC. And you say, you know... We, we know it's against the NCAA rules, and, and it is. What do you think is going to happen to these programs? And, I don't know. You know, Louisville has a different head coach. Rick Pitino got fired. NC State has a new head coach. Mark Gottfried got fired. Not necessarily for this, but maybe this was part of it. Maybe it you know the school might have known a little something-something. Um, Jim Laranaga still at Miami, and of course Bill Self He's still like, at Kansas. Laranaga signed an extension like yesterday. They're all in on Jim Laranaga, and apparently they believe him. And again, I, I don't know. Um, but you've got four four schools that are in trouble, and and he's the one that kind of gets the pass on this. At least yeah. it feels like oh, Jim's a, Jim's a nice guy, and and we take his word for it. But what should happen to these programs? I don't know, and, and that that becomes the real question, right? Because we know that the NCAA doesn't investigate this stuff because they don't have the manpower, they don't have the time, they don't have the resources to go after it. But you know what they will do? They'll 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 use this, right? They'll use this as as their investigation, and they'll go after schools because of it. What do you do? And and this is the the discussion that I think we've had. Uh, I don't know if we've had it, but on this station we've had it um, with NCAA sanctions. This is the problem with them, right? Use Syracuse as the example. You punished Raheem Christmas for something Fab Mello did or didn't do. Uh, you know, you you punished this year's team for something that happened five years ago. And and that remains the problem to me with a lot of these NCAA sanctions. Okay, fine. We're going to n- ban you from postseason play. Okay, but but none of the players on the team now did what got them in trouble. This case might be a little bit different. You've still got Silvio D'Souza there at Kansas, who brought, who was a bench player and a, and a pretty important role in this NCAA tournament, you know, of getting that team to the Final Four. Okay, maybe you can punish him, take and th- him off the court, but like... What can you really do that's a punishment? Because I, I don't think either of us think vacating wins is a, a no, legitimate punishment garbage. that does anything. Yeah, the, what the, can you what can you actually do that hurts the program well, without without hurting the people who weren't really involved? 
you took Syracuse as an example. Let's look at that as an example. What did the NCAA do to hurt Syracuse? You mentioned Rakeem Christmas and that team. You know those players were were victims for things that they didn't do. But what did they do to hurt the program? They they took away scholarships, which I think certainly hurt right. the program. Um, they restricted the amount that the coaches could recruit over the summer. That no doubt hurt the program. And you're talking about two of these four schools. The the head coaches are still there. Bill Self and Jim Laranaga. You want to come down on Kansas? Suspend the coaches. Or at least impose sanctions, and that's right. going to hurt the current coaches, and that's going to hurt the program. So you're right. To some degree, uh, there are some innocent victims in this, quote-unquote, and the and the players that are there that had nothing to do with it, they're innocent victims. Um, but the programs, I think, do need to be punished, and vacating wins is garbage. That's you know we I think we would all agree that, oh, that that's terrible. nonsense. We saw the games being played. You know, if Kansas were to vacate this Final Four, does that punish the program at all? No. No. I mean, we, we saw them if, go to the Final Four. Steve, if, if Kansas vacates the Final Four, do we do we win our, our office pool? <laughs> right. Do we do we get the money for, for coming in first and, and second? The money's already spent. I'm not you, giving it back. <laughs> no, you would get more. Uh, but yeah, you know. It's, all right. It's, well, in that case, I'll take more. It's, the, it's those stupid things of, like, vacating wins is so dumb, and, and that's why I, I hate that, but... You know, I I also hate the idea of okay, well they're they're not banning like I don't want to ban a team from the postseason because what if none of those people were involved, right? Like, okay, uh, Brian Bowen didn't end up at Louisville, so why should we punish the, the, the kids that did? Here's you know? here's why. Here's why because if you don't. There's these no things, other real punishment. these things will keep happening, right? Like if you say, "Oh, we throw up our hands," you know, Dennis Smith Jr. It happened, you know, three years ago. What are we going to do with Dennis Smith Jr.? What are we going to do with NC State? Unless you punish the programs, it's going to keep happening. You know, we talk about right. this with with like baseball and, and PED use, right? With like the risk and the reward. And if the the risk, you know, outweighs the reward, then you're not going to do it. If the reward is so great where even if I get caught and I get guaranteed money and I sign a, you know, a one-year $16 million contract, if I, you know, I might just cheat just a little bit, get my contract, and if I get caught, so what? And doesn't it feel like that a lot of the time with college basketball? It's, you know, Kansas cheats, get a couple, you know, again, allegedly cheats, I'll say, gets a couple of players, they make it to the Final Four. If they don't get punished as a program, they're going to work out pretty well for them? Right. Yes. No, it did. And... Uh, I'm just curious what that punishment can actually be. I'd much rather see scholarship reductions. I'd much rather see probation. I'd much rather see recruitment restrictions than you can't go to the tournament because somebody, well, and in Kansas' case, maybe it's a little bit different because that player is still on the team. But, you know, something along those lines and what happened to Syracuse as the NCAA punishment rather than your ban from the How tournament. How about this? How about you can go to the tournament, but you don't get the money associated sure. with sure. your conference sure. or with you, you know, with the, the units think, you get for winning right. games. I think that's I think that's a, a, a better punishment than banning you from the play the, the postseason. Right? I mean, let them play, let them go, let the kids go and, and reap the benefits and, and enjoy the experience. But oh, by the way, when the Big Ten is cutting that check when the Big Twelve is cutting that check, sorry. Yeah, I I would I would buy into that. Yeah, I, think I think that's what they should do instead of vacate. Like I think yeah. I think that's along the lines of what they should do instead of vacating wins too. By the way, just find the schools a bunch. Like don't make them take banners down. That's stupid. We all know that you know Louisville won. That Michigan went to Final Fours. Like we we all know this happened. You know we all know Jim Beheim won what a thousand twenty five games something like that. It's not nine hundred something. Uh, like like don't. Get rid of that. Get rid of the money, and that'll hit the school. All right, let's go to the phone lines. 315-437-7644. Steve in North Syracuse kicking us off today on the show. Hey, Steve. 
Yeah, I, I know you're going to talk to Mike, and I just had an idea of something that I, I would like to see asked of him. Uh, uh, this is really a three-pronged thing, but I think it relates to the same thing, and it may be a little bit of orange paranoia here, but it, it seems to me that Syracuse gets punished more severely for lesser crimes than other schools are committing. It seems to me that we don't get the McDonald's All-Americans that, that other schools get in, in large numbers, and it seems to me we don't retain the guys that we do get as long as some other schools do. Uh, and I, I'm wondering if he has any theories as to why that is. Uh, is, it, is it possible that we're not doing the things that other schools are doing to recruit and keep these guys? And is there some problem between Syracuse and the NCAA or Bayheim and the NCAA that they hit us harder than they hit other schools? All right, Steve. I appreciate checking in. There has I'm been. I'm glad uh, he prefaced that with uh, orange paranoia, by the way. Yeah, and and there has been that that conspiracy theory for many years, right? That Jim Beheim rubs some people the wrong way with the NCAA, and that you know maybe that's why they came down so hard on this latest thing. I think Jim Beheim rubs a lot of people the wrong way, not in the NCAA, just in general, doesn't he? I mean, I I wouldn't be surprised to hear that. Yeah, I think you know some believe that Syracuse got punished. Severely because, you know, it was accumulation of a lot of things over time. Right. Um, and, and we can certainly ask Mike that, and, and he's not going to have an answer. I mean, everybody has their own uh, opinion on that. I will say this. If the Fab Mellow stuff came to light present day... The punishment wouldn't be as severe. I don't think so. I think I NCAA think ultimate, has bigger fish to fry than that. Yeah, I, look, I, I think that case specifically is like a times have changed kind of a thing, right? Where, okay, that, like, look, that that's... Timing That's, is everything, as yeah, they say, I right? Mean, Timing you know, is everything. We can, we can sweep it under the rug and say it's not that big of a deal. Like, that, like as far as NCAA rules go, like, that's relatively severe, right? Like, you were holding meetings, if you want to believe the NCAA investigation, which is all we have to go off of. You know, if you were holding meetings to keep a kid eligible. And, and you know, yeah, you, you shouldn't be doing that. You know, you, you can't be doing that. So... Yeah, you know what? Uh, as, and, as far and as the rules go, that's that's severe. I'll be honest with you, Seth. The the holding a meeting, how are we going to keep this kid eligible? That doesn't even necessarily rub me the wrong way. Like, yeah, I get that the school benefits if he stays eligible, but to some degree, isn't that for the welfare of the kid as well? Like, he wants to stay on the court. He's got a dream of playing in the NBA, and right. you want to keep him academically well, eligible. Right. Like, I don't have a problem with the the actual meeting taking place. Well, that's why I prefaced it with. Uh, as far as NCAA rules go, because yeah. I don't care. Look, they, we all know we all know that that a lot of kids who come here, or you know, some kids who come here, and Fab Mello falls into this, you know, this this group. They have bigger things to do than than get their degree, right? In, in theory, right? They've got bigger goals when they are here than getting a degree, and that doesn't mean that getting a degree isn't part of it. But it does mean that, you know, they've got their sights set on a nice, hefty first-round pick check. How about Darius Baisley's attitude? I knew I was going to school for one year, yeah. and that was, I mean, that was, I looked at it as a one-year stop. Exactly. You know, and a lot of kids look at it as a one-year stop. And in Fab's case, English wasn't even his first language right. by a long shot. So, and again, I'm not making excuses for the situation. Obviously, you know, they, they shouldn't have cheated, shouldn't have written a paper for him. I get it. Um, but, the, the, you know, the punishment did not fit the crime, as they say. And, you know, to answer Steve's question, uh, he didn't really ask this question, but to get back to Steve's point, if if this Fab Mellow stuff had come up present day, 
uh, I got to believe that the punishment would have been yeah. a lot different. I don't. I don't think it's multiple scholarships over multiple years. I don't think there's. I don't as think it's a hundred plus wins vacated. Right. I, think I don't it think was, there's win, that many wins vacated. It's yeah. And there might be something to the fact that the NCAA had a chance to you know what to get Syracuse. Gonna, yeah, get Syracuse. Sure. Get Jim Bam. I mean, there might be something to that. Maybe. Um, but again, it's over and done with. It is what it is. And uh, again, the NCAA is bigger fish to fry these days. 315-437-7644. Got to take our first time out back after this. This is Orange Nation with Stephen Fonte and Seth Goldberg. Stephen Seth back with you on a Wednesday edition of Orange Nation. We're powered by Drivers Village. We've got the voice of the Vegas Golden Knights, Dan Duva, set to join us at twelve thirty, about ten minutes from now. And then Mike Waters will be on with us at one thirty to talk some college basketball. A lot to get to in the world of college basketball today, and and we'll certainly ask Mike about Tyus and O'Shea and you know Matthew Moyer and and all the stuff going on with SU, but. This, this big picture stuff with the FBI investigation and what it means for the programs that are in trouble and for you know what it means for college basketball in general uh, moving forward. Uh, fascinating stuff. One thing we didn't bring up in that first segment that I do want to get to is this idea that the universities are are victims in yes. all this. And I know that that you know you're uh, you're quite interested by that as well. I think it's hilarious. I think it's really funny and that seems to be the angle that uh that seems to be the angle that the FBI is going for, doesn't it? That that the university is the victim here because of the, you know, old NCAA rules that says you can't pay athletes and they might get caught and the university might have to, you know, deal with the ramifications that we just outlined of getting fined, missing out on tournaments, missing out on revenue, uh, having, you know, coaches suspended and, you know, losing out on on the great benefits of being a college basketball program. I find it hilarious that like we're trying to, or the FBI is trying to paint the universities as victims. Uh, like, is Kansas a victim when they were riding Silvio D'Souza's minutes off the bench to a Final Four? Uh, you know, was was uh, NC State a victim uh, when Mark Gottfried got Dennis Smith and I, I throw out their four and fourteen ACC record? Say, season didn't go all that well. <laughs> you know what? Throw out their poor record and Mark Gottfried's bad coaching. Were they a victim because they got Dennis Smith? Like I don't think they were. That whole thing that was not money well spent. You look at the season that they had, and then Adidas. Oh, by the way, you know they wanted Dennis Smith to you know sign with them. He no, he didn't. He went to Under Armour. So yeah. that whole thing did not work out well for Adidas and for Mark Godfrey to friends for all those involved. Uh, that that was not a good decision. Uh, but I just, I just find it hilarious. Worked out for Dennis Smith and his family, well, I guess. Yes, I just find it hilarious though that we're we're trying to paint like the school as the victim or or that the FBI is because like they, to me and and I don't want to say this is victimless because you know somewhere along the line you could find a victim if you really wanted to, but. Like, okay, the player benefits because he gets paid for, you know, being a star and being, you know, well-known. The the shoe company, in theory, gets a, is, gets a benefit because they get a head start on that player and they pay him a fraction of what they will have to pay him in the future. Uh, the, the program benefits because they go to Final Fours and they win games unless you're NC State. Uh, and, you know, that... The, the university benefits by having a good basketball program. I, I mean, just ask ask any school what a good sports and, and athletics program does to your university. Uh, you know, when, when, when Loyola Chicago goes to the Final Four, I would guarantee you that applications to Loyola Chicago are up immensely no this year. No doubt. I or mean, next year, I should yeah, say. Yeah, there, there's, there's no doubt about that. Um, and, you know, forget about the fact 
about, you know, with the, you said the shoe companies, they theoretically, you know, get a client moving forward once they turn pro. Even if that doesn't happen, they still... It, it, they make it their school better. Right, they make their school better. So the Adidas-sponsored school, like NC State, even though Dennis Smith Jr. didn't sign with Adidas when he went pro, for that one year anyway, it, it benefited Adidas by the you know the, the simple fact that NC State was a, a more high-profile program because they had one of the best players in the country. Now, it didn't work out in the win-loss column, but, well, but it like elevated it the profile of that program. Well, like it worked out for Kansas. Yeah, Kansas, absolutely. You know, Kansas is an Adidas school. They they just went on a final four run. You know that's that's an investment that pays off if you're if you're Adidas, right? So right. And the interesting thing about this is that that's that's the angle that the defense attorneys are going to take in this case because it's my understanding that in order for there to be a law broken here, the the legal definition of fraud, right? It it requires intent to harm and it requires the presence of a victim. And you could make a case, and the defense attorneys are going to try and make this case that that neither exists. That the the shoe company is not trying to harm anyone by giving the families money, and right. you know, again, you just laid it out perfectly. Everyone kind of sort of benefits, right? The player, the family, the school, the shoe company, the agents. It, it works out for everyone involved. Now, if you're looking for the presence of a victim, and we were talking about this a little bit before the show started, maybe you could make a case that the other schools that are theoretically oh, Pittsburgh, clean, Pittsburgh's the victim. They went 0 and 18. Again, you look at so so three of these schools are you know have allegedly cheated in recent years: Miami, NC State, and Louisville in the ACC. Could you make a case that that the victims of the other schools in the ACC, for instance, or the teams, the schools that Kansas had to play en route to the Final Four this year? Could you make a case that they're victims? I think Steve. I I think you and I are victims because of our our office pool, as discussed. Well, at least I won a little money. You didn't. You I didn't, didn't win I any money. So um, I'm the real. Victim. I don't feel like a I'm the real victim here. I got to get in on this on this case. Can Can Adidas give me the <laughs> the winnings I've lost out on? It's like less than chump change. I, right, I was gonna say it's like uh, buying you lunch. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe you can well, get it. On the- we know that actually, <laughs> given the spreadsheets. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, so it's, it, I mean, it's fascinating on so many levels. You know, who are the victims in this? You know, is there an intent to harm? You know, by Adidas or the shoe companies or, you know, the coaches for that matter. It seems like everybody makes out pretty well. Maybe, yes. you know, with the exception of the the teams that are clean, the programs that right. are clean. They, maybe they're the victims. I guess. I don't feel bad for them either, though. That's like feeling bad for the clean baseball player, to use your steroid analogy. It's like, yeah, you're still a baseball player who's making multi-million dollars. You're still a basketball team that's going to Final Fours and being successful, right? Like... Like, oh, Michigan, in theory, was clean this year. Well, you don't look at a pitcher. Villanova was clean, okay. You don't look at a a pitcher that's clean, that's thrown to Barry Bonds, and you know he gives up two home runs against him. You don't look at him as a victim? I don't know. Villanova seemed to do all right against Kansas. Yeah, but just because they succeed. I mean, if I strike out Barry Bonds, I mean, I'm... He's still cheating the game, sure. right? He's still cheating the rest of us, quote unquote, that are that are clean. So I, I think they have to be dealt with. If you cheat, you oh, got to no, be dealt with. You do. Don't and, get me and wrong. Even if, but the, I, even if the coaches think, aren't there, I think the programs have to be dealt with. Don't get me wrong. I just don't think they're victims necessarily. All right, fair enough. We got to take a time out. We can certainly get back to this if you'd like. Three one five four three seven seventy six forty four. When we return, though, Dan Duva, voice of the Vegas Golden Knights, set to join us. Keep it here. Orange Nation rolls out right after this.